Welcome to the Mind to Muscle podcast, where we focus on exercising our minds and our muscles. I'm your host and sweaty mama, Jennifer Loganville, and my goal is to empower you to live each and every day stronger than yesterday. Being the strongest in the room isn't only about your physical fitness, but your confidence and mindset. Here, I'm your biggest cheerleader as we learn how important it is to put your mind to muscle even before picking up the weight. Otherwise, what are you doing? Grab your water and get set up. We're starting in three, two, one, let's go. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning back in. Today, I have one of my good friends and a member here, Darcy. Thanks for coming on. How's it going? We are going to talk about Darcy's story and the power of perseverance. She's the epitome of overcoming hard obstacles and finding the positive side and keeping faith. I think that's what I admire the most about you is that you keep the faith in every aspect, no matter all of these hard trials that you've been in in life, you never lose sight of that. So I can't wait to share your story with everyone and listen to it again because it's so powerful. All right, guys. Um, I'm Darcy Rainey. I've been with Jen's Get Fit group for, well, technically I started in 2020, but with some of my obstacles, I came back in 21. And I've been here for 117 weeks, I believe right now, 118 weeks this week. Ooh. <laughs> So I just want to kind of start with where things started for me with fitness, I guess. Um, when I was younger, I played high school sports and I played college sports. And through all that, I didn't really have to um, worry about what I ate or, you know, anything like that. It was in an era of time where lifting weights was kind of not right. important to, for girls. Right. I don't know how. I mean, it was non-existent really because people were intimidated by it. That's been like the taboo of It'll make you look manly. Yes. And I'm also tall. So if any of you have seen me, I'm 5'10-ish. So if you see me in a video with Jen, you'll see I look like a giant. Compared well, to I'm 5'1 and a half, <laughs> two on a good day. So I'm just short. But being tall on top of, and there's a couple of girls in here I know that are tall also in our, in our group, um, I feel bigger anyway, if that makes sense. And so when I then think lifting weights is going to make me bigger. I, I really just was right. scared of it because I thought, oh, I'm going to have these big muscles and look like a man and no offense, men. I mean, that's good for you, but right. <laughs> women don't really want to look masculine necessarily. I've been trying that for 15 years. I know. I've yeah. been trying to get bigger muscles for 15. Like, so in, in JGFG, I tell everyone, like, stop focusing on getting smaller and start focusing on getting stronger. What a mind change that is too, because seriously, I... Honestly, thought when I joined, I was going to get skinny. Right. Like That's thin. not the goal. I was going to look good. Although I did want to get lean, so it didn't make sense. There's a difference between skinny and lean. But I did want to get lean, but it didn't make sense because I wasn't no, really looking to like... You didn't use the term lean until you started gaining yeah. muscle, and then you're like, oh, yeah, but, lean to define the muscle. But what's funny about that is that I actually, in my mind, saw a shape, and I think of your... You, uh-huh. you know, how you look with muscles and stuff, and I thought, that's how I want to look. But in my mind, I thought it was just getting skinny and running all the time. Running exactly- will not do that for you. Like you get some nice legs running in calves, but you're not going to get no your pecs and your delts and your arms. Like I call that sometimes and nothing against runners because running to a certain extent is great for your cardiovascular health, but there's got to be this happy medium of both. And I sometimes will like see runners and they just kind of look skinny fat. Like 
is how I describe That's it. That's exactly how I looked, actually. I My before pictures, I'd been running like eight miles. I think I was like Crazy. seven or eight miles whenever I had my incident where I, the next part I was going to talk about. But um, I was, in my pictures, I was still, I was thin, but I was just, I don't know. No and nothing tone, was tone, nothing no tone. muscular yeah. about you. Yeah. I still had cellulite all over, which I know cellulite's hard to get rid of anyway, but it just didn't look good still. I mean, in clothes, with clothes on where you couldn't see anything else, I'm like, oh, I don't look bad. And they get to shorts or a swimsuit, and I was like, ew. But we like lift weights, so we look yeah. good naked. Yeah. Like, that like, that's, where, yeah. That's my goal now is to just look fit yes. and just feel good and, you know, just feel good and be the We're best training for life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like so that. do you want to dive in and give us a little bit of your story and your testimonial? I think it's super powerful. So, yeah. Um, so kind of through early on, I didn't really talk. I said earlier, I, you know, played sports. Um, but then after high school and college, I um, I got married and was in a relationship that was kind of hard. Um, there was a lot of stress involved. Um, but eventually, and ended up out of that, you know, marriage and just, I grew a lot from that and learned a lot from that. And I had gained about 50 to 60 pounds about in that time frame. And, um, after that divorce, which I mean, I don't recommend it to anybody just cause you know, we don't get married just to get divorced, but, right. um, but you can't spend your life unhappy and in a bad relationship just to avoid getting a divorce though. No, because there's some there's some power in taking back your life from a situation that was so incredibly toxic for you. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. And, and it, I gained weight because of it. I'm pretty sure my cortisol levels were probably right. through the roof. But And so I, I'm going to interrupt here because a lot of Christian families and people who are very involved in church, there is this, you know, in the Bible, you're not supposed to get divorced. Yeah. But I feel like under, did you have a hard time getting a divorce because of that? I did actually. Yeah. I was, my father and mother both they raised me in a Christian home and I felt really guilty. And I think that's why I hung on as long as I did, because I felt like I am sinning by right. getting divorced. But can you imagine what your life would be like now if you didn't? I, it would not be what it is. Right. And so there's a time and a place when that yeah. I feel your happiness and even God's plan for you maybe just looks a little different and it's okay. And I honestly don't want any ill will towards my ex either. Right. You, despite all the things we had going on, I think we both were probably not good for each other. You yeah. Know? And, and that's what happens. Sometimes like you're just immature and you get married and you don't know each other and then it it's okay. Like yeah. it's okay. So if you're listening, never feel guilty that you've had a divorce or that you are less of a Christian because of you, you know, your circumstances. I fully believe that God puts us through situations so that we can, one, get, turn to him so that we can find, you know, those peace, that peace of hope and love and whatever through him instead of through somebody else. I mean, yeah. yes, I think God puts people on earth to be with each other and love right. each other and, and all those things, but it's just, it's a part of your story. It's, yeah. it's not defining who you are who you are in Christ is what defines you not who you are right tomorrow and today like or other people's opinion or of other you. people's opinion of you yeah that's just you gotta just find your identity you in have Christ. to be like you know what me and my god we're good yeah so you don't get to judge me or and that's hard um in different seasons of life I think you allow judgment in that sense more than others when you're feeling good and secure 
you don't worry about what other people think of you. But when you're in a state of fight or flight or in a bad situation, I feel like that's whenever it's really loud. Other people's opinions can be really loud. Yes. And you, I think sometimes I, you get dependent on other people. Yeah. Like you just seriously feel like I can't do this by myself. I don't, I don't even know how to explain that. Yeah. I mean, I've been in situations where I felt that way. And now I've never felt more secure in my Christianity and my life with my, even my spouse, with my friendships. Yeah. Like I can be who I am and it's okay if I'm not perfect because I'm not perfect. Right. That's the best. Those are the best relationships. For me, um, I always say like, you know, when you're with the right person, when it's not all about the love and the butterflies. For me, it's like you feel safe and at home. Like the minute I met Johnny, it was like, yeah, I love it for sight sort of. He lost his words. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. whole story we talked about. But for me, it was like a feeling of security. And like, I was like, when I'm with him, I feel safe and protected and like he's my home. Yep. And so I'm like, I don't care where we move on this planet. Like we can move here. We can move there. We can do anything. As long as I'm with my fam- like my people, that's my home. Like a house doesn't define a home for me. And that's exactly what has led me to now, you know, having a somebody who I actually just thinking of that was um, having somebody who just supports me in all the things and through like a lot of, of heartache. So I've had heartache in my previous relationship and Brian has kind of helped me heal that. Yeah. This is my husband now. And then I, since then, this brings me to my next point of my story was um, after I had been going through all this stuff, running, doing all the things, I joined Jen's Get Fit group and was working out for about five weeks when I had this crazy, weird, like stabbing feeling in my back and my shoulder. And you're a nurse. So you're very intuitive with your body and aware. But also really But also dumb. very critical. <laughs> Us nurses were the worst patient. So I, I said that lightly. Okay. So I really just, I thought I had a rib out of place. Yeah. I really did. I, like I sat down the next day and I had this horrendous, like jolting, like sharp pain in my chest, but I still was like, I think I have a rib out. Like, you didn't have like this low key gut feeling. No, something not was really. I mean, no. I was I was hoping not because I was I get I told you I'm impulsive yeah. and I get into things and I want to like I want to run. So I went from like not running much at all to like in a couple months running eight miles. Like that's kind of crazy. crazy I am. Yeah. And so um, I was afraid to stop running because I thought I'm losing all of this progress. Mm-hmm. Like that was where my mindset was. Is all this running is the only way that's going to make me happy? Kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know. Because you gauge your happiness probably based on the achievement of those miles. Yeah, or I did. A lot of people in JGFG will only determine their their day based on what their watch says of their steps or their if they closed a ring or what did their workout say on their calories. Did you feel like that was a good workout? If you did, then it was a good workout. It doesn't matter if how many calories your watch did you burn. So like losing that control and gaining real control on your like body, I think is the ultimate win. For sure. Like I literally can say. Which I feel like is where you now. are now. It is. It is where I'm at now. Because before I was at the beginning, even I can tell you the last, the first year, like the first half year after I came back from my surgery, I still felt like my worth was only in working out a certain amount of time and burning a certain amount of calories and working out seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working out five to six days a week. And I'm okay with that. Right. You know, I'm really different okay. seasons of life and growth. And so tell us what the the pain led to. How did all that start? So I'd been to like a doctor, went to therapy, did all these things, trying to figure it out because I was desperate to be back to running, like desperate. So I also 
I don't think I've shared this at the event, but I learned how to, to get past the pain so I could continue to run, which is also don't listen to my advice. Okay. <laughs> um, I raised my arm above my head and would run for half a mile and hold onto my side so I, I could run. you telling me that when and I my husband you. was like, you're an idiot. He would say that to me still probably because he's like, you look really You're silly. running with your yeah, arms straight up. Yeah, I'm, I'm meeting people and I'm running with my arms straight above my head, like like hold my arm up. And and then it would go away and I could run. So I thought, it's fine. It's nothing serious. Obviously, it's going away, you oh know. Oh, my goodness. And so going to therapy, doing all the things. And one of my therapist's friends was like, I, I well, I started having numbness go across my chest. I had numbness going down my arm. Then I was a little concerned, Okay. So I had numbness going across my chest and um, I was like, that doesn't seem right. And it stopped like right at my mid sternum and it stopped in my middle of my back. So it was like one half of my body. And she's like, I think there's something wrong with your spinal cord. Like, I think it's getting pinched. And so I do have a little scoliosis. And she thought, well, maybe it's a scoliosis. Go, You need to go see a spine specialist. And so I went and saw one and he said, yeah, that might be it. It's not super bad, but you know, it could be it. Let's get some MRIs. So did all that. And next thing I know, they're telling me you have your brain is, I'm going to, it's called Chiari malformation. And I had a syrinx, which means my brain was sagging down into my spinal cord and it was causing fluid to back up into my spinal cord, which then caused the nerves to get kind of injured. Mm-hmm. You want to say because of all the pressure on the end from the inside, which caused the nerve damage in my chest wall and still residual issues from that. So, mm-hmm. um, and it went quick. I was like really scared because I, I knew being a nurse and just knowing what I know and knowing how to research, like I'm going to have surgery. Right. I know I am. I'm going to have brain surgery. Oh my goodness. Like, what am I going to do? Right. I, at that time I had a one-year-old, almost two and a three-year-old, almost four. I mean, she was, they were little. Right. Very dependent on you. And my husband's a state trooper and he's busy. And so I was like, what am I going to do? Like, he's, how are we going to do this? And so anyway, it, we just, you just do. You, you just do. Takes a village. Yeah. So, um, had surgery. Well, I had to, I dropped out of the group for a while because I just thought there's no way. I don't know what I'm expecting, like how bad this is going to be. Dropped out of the group, um, for a short bit. Had the surgery in October. And then two weeks after my surgery, I started having severe head pain and getting sick. And my husband had to rush me back to the hospital and they sent me down to Kansas city to, um, to the hospital that I had my appointment or my surgery at. And then was told after a few days that I would have to have another surgery, the same surgery again. So I had to cut my head back open. I have a pretty good size scar on the back side of my head where they had to go in and take bone out of my, um, skull. And so then after that second surgery, I was doing all right. Although I was weak, I was on the, yeah. at the group event, I was talking about how weak I was. I literally could not do anything. My doctor said, you can go get a drink from a water or get yourself a snack, but you go back to the chair and do nothing at all. I right. don't want any complications. We don't, if you do this again, you're gonna have to go back. I mean, if I get a leak in my um, head at all, like you have to go back in and fix it. So I was like, so oh my goodness. Scary. You're yeah. like, okay, I won't breathe. Yeah, I was I was scared, and yeah, they were like, so. no, nothing heavier than five pounds. So I couldn't pick up my own children. I, that was the, probably the hardest thing. I yeah. couldn't be alone with my kids. Which it feels like you just took all of your independence away. Yeah, you're like this high functioning mom, working mom who is running and lifting weights, and you're doing your thing, and then now you have to stop. You can't even take care of your kids by yourself. And I remember thinking at that time, like. I, this is ruined because I have the personality of like, I'm all in or all out. And yeah. I've told you that. And this has been a battle that I, this is my hill to climb, I think in life. But I, 
was scared that because I was going to be taken out of all the exercise and all that stuff that I was going to just let myself go. Do you think that's because you have maybe that in the back of your head of what you overcame from your first marriage when you were overweight? And so you're like, I'm going to go back to that. I was, yeah, like it's scary that I'm going to just gain weight back and not care. And I know I have tendencies to um, get, I don't even know what the right word is. If I get kind of overwhelmed, yeah, I don't try not to let it show to everybody. Like I'm pretty, I try to keep, I'm pretty jovial and like yeah. joke and whatever. And, but I sometimes want to recluse back in. Oh, I recluse. Hype, you if, know, to a certain level of overwhelming or like there's too much, I recluse and I'm like, okay, then I have to gather myself and then I can be me again. But I think it's the social people. That's like our weakness is when we're overwhelmed, we recluse. What's funny about that is I, I think I told Steph, but at the event, I honestly almost I scared myself out of going. I would have found you. I know. (laughs) I would have come back. I was so nervous. Like, I'm like, load up the bus. We're going to get Darcy. I was like, really, like, about, like, talked myself out of, like, why would you get up and speak? And I feel like, you know, that's the enemy that's telling me, like, you're not good enough to be up there to to do that. And I know that's not right. And I fought through it, but I'm proud of you. There was a part of me that was scared and I was ready to just recluse back in and hide and not even, and not comment, not do all the things. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know better. Overcome. When you were uncomfortable, you were growing. Yeah. So anyway, from there, um, trying to think where we got in the story, but I think at that point I had the surgery. I was weak. That's what it was. I was weak, and I I couldn't even stand up in the shower. Like I was literally so weak that I my husband had to help me in the shower. Like he I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I felt terrible. I felt sick. I felt like I was like had morning sickness for mm-hmm. like a month or a month and a half, I think I mean, it was. huge surgery, spine and brain. Like, I yeah. can't even. It was it was rough. And, and I was your nerves are the slowest healing yeah. thing in your body to heal. And so, just like you said, residual. Like, it's probably, you may never have that nerve pain go away. I don't think it's going to at this point. It's been yeah. three years since the first surgeries. And that pressure has been off. And then it's, I've had issues, but I just don't think it's going to go away. And I mean, I can live with it. It's not like it's in, it's not keeping me from doing what I want to do. Right. It's just annoying. It's there. Yeah. So tell us your big, you recovered, you joined JGFG again. Yep. Came back. Actually. Full force, like oh. 120%. So my doctor released me, I think February 1st and I worked out. I think I even tried to run. Of course you did, Darcy. Like a mile. Because he said, he he said, I said, now, what, now you have to tell me specifically what I'm allowed to do because I'm going all in if I can. And he's like, it's okay. I think he had me be careful like for a little bit. But yeah. like within a week, he was like, you're good. You're good to go. And so I tried to run a mile. And so I ran a mile like the first. I was scared. I was a little hesitant, yeah. you know. And I went slow. And I modified a lot. So people, if you have to modify it, it's okay. Because right. we're still moving. And I just think. Movement's medicine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as you're moving, I think we had this conversation in the car earlier about just as long as you're doing something, it doesn't more, matter how fast. Right. That's how whenever you're getting the discipline. Even on the days you're like, I'm just pressing play because I'm disciplined enough to press yeah. play. Even if that means I'm doing step outs instead of some of the moves or you're modifying and you're using fives or no weight, like just move your body. Or go for a walk. Right. Do something. Don't sit there. Right. This episode is sponsored by Top Notch Athletics. We customize tailored clothing for those that are here to get things done. We design clothes for those that never settle. The peak performers, the ones that never sell themselves short of the best. The high risers, those that never quit. The strongest in the room. Step into these clothes and your mindset shifts. 
you become top-notch. Check out tandclothing.com to become your top-notch self. So I came back full force, went right into it, and I was ready to just crush it. And I, I didn't even really work out like or do um, any meal planning and stuff at first. Right. I just worked out, and I realized very quickly that I could totally change the composition of my body. And that was nuts. Like yeah. to see like muscles growing. I'm like, who are you? And then who you're are like, you? that's so awesome. Give yeah. me more. So yeah, flex in the mirror every time I walk by that's it. That's right. <laughs> I love it. And then you went all in and you're like, okay, Jen, what I need to level up more. So I want to do macros. And you went from, yeah. you know, just working out, getting that routine. Screwed it up a few times, but you're allowed to as but, much as you want. But I figured it out. Finally, it clicked one time and I was like, this is it. But you're allowed to mess up a hundred times and guess what i'm here every time hey jen sorry it's my hundredth time trying macros again but i'm ready to do it again and guess what i'm happy to do it because this time it it might click and this time you might change your life so if you're a member listening and you're like i've done that that's me that's totally me i'm here every single time that you are ready again because this time it might work this time you might be in a different season of life or a different mindset And let's do it again because I myself have had the same experience. So I'm like, some seasons don't work. Some weeks don't work. Even now in this season of life I'm in, some weeks I'm like, I don't have time for macros. Like I'm just going to intuitively eat, make sure I hit my protein and go on. And I think that's the season you're in. I am. Yeah. So tell us like, you've had another surgery. So tell us again, like that whole side of what. So this was after my, I wasn't, yeah, two years, right at the two year mark, whenever I found out I had to have. So I, my fluid on my spinal cord came back. It had doubled from the last one I'd been in. Can tell I was having some issues, like when I worked out and stuff. I just felt weird, and so I finally waited a while. But I went and got checked out, and it was back. So they said you need another surgery. I said okay, whatever. You know, I was upset because I think actually, you thought the progress. They're like, oh my gosh, two years. I'm gonna all lose of all this, this progress. I'm gonna, and I was like, no, you're not. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna come back even stronger this time. You're okay. It was scary. I just, it was like, again, I think I thought you put all this work in and you're going to lose it. And are you able to come back and do the same thing you were doing before? And the answer is yes. <laughs> I'm not quite back where I was at and that's okay. How many weeks out are you from surgery? Um, Let's see. I had surgery February 7th. So okay. I don't even know what that is. I'm almost at six months, I think. Yeah. Of Right now. Well, August will be six months from surgery. So it takes time. I mean, I know that. And I did come back and I can tell you, I had still had muscle. I was surprised. Muscle memory is an amazing thing. Yeah. I still have muscle. I have a few issues of just getting ailing body parts to want to just cooperate with me, but you know, lower back and all that stuff. But again, I can tell just from getting back to the workouts, you know, doing the postpartum abs. Yes. Doing the, the deep core. Just because you're postpartum. Even if you had a baby 30 years ago, do them. They're the deep core exercises. They are life-changing. You don't even have to call them postpartum. No. I feel like they're just an That's ab workout. That's why I you know? switch. I'm yeah. like postpartum slash deep core. Yeah. Do yeah. them number one through five and your life will change. Yeah. No, they're great. They really are great. So, and they've helped a lot. And also just getting, I mean, I check, I think I messaged you and said, I need help with my hips, like my yeah. mobility. And you said, do those daily moves and do, and I was like, okay. I give you so many tools. You have the resources. You just have to apply them. And sometimes it's like, just messaging me like, hey, this is going on. And then I remind you like, oh, I have the daily movement and people who are tight and not very flexible or just needing something as maybe their warm up, they'll add that in. It's in the bonus workouts. And 
three weeks in, they're like, I literally feel like a different person. I couldn't squat with my feet flat on the ground when I first came back. Yeah. And it was really like that really like just hit me wrong. I don't know. I just felt like, wow, you've lost. I thought I lost, you know, all this yeah. mobility because I had gained a lot of mobility from just doing the workouts for two years. And But anyway, since then, I have I feel like I've gotten back to where I can do it. I can't quite get as I'm not quite to where I was, but I also feel like you're only six. Months I mean, post-op. yeah, six months. I feel like I've came a long way and I'm OK with where I'm at. I really am. I'm I okay. feel like um, you came and worked out with me right before surgery, like what, a week or two, two weeks, a few weeks before a few surgery. Weeks, yeah. And I could just see this fear in your eyes because you're like, I don't know, this might be my last workout. Like, I, it was, what a scary thought. Like, I feel like all of these trials that you've been given, you have obviously overcome and are stronger, overcoming every single one of them. But you have something lighter about you now. I noticed it at the event versus now. You are like this little, you stand a little taller. You've got this lighter sense around you of like, I've been pushed down so many times and I keep coming back stronger. And I think it circles in with like, you're not relying on anybody except for you and your faith to know who you are as a person and your strength. And whenever I hear the word like, strength and empowerment, you're one of the people that come to my mind because you always have this positive outlook on it. And and I'm sure like personally, there were probably days where you were not feeling positive and they were testing moments and overcoming hard things because simultaneously, you want to talk about that? Your her, your OB floor shut down yeah. right when oh, you came yeah. back. Just lost my job. Yeah. And <laughs> I so, say that. Somebody said, don't say you lost your job. We all lost our jobs. So yes. we, our department closed down. But And so like not only are you having to overcome this huge obstacle physically, mentally, emotionally, you now have this entire lifestyle shift. And so when you're down, the devil keeps kicking yeah. and you just come back stronger every time. There's no other option for me. And I'm thankful that my parents instilled like a glass half full attitude for me like yeah. that's how I grew up and I try to show my kids that I mean I even show that to my husband who works in a f- force that's fairly negative yeah you know like it's a negative world that he lives in and I have to be the and I'm okay with that I want right. to be the positive light because that's what I need surrounded with like that's why I say I always that. feel <laughs> happier when I'm with you it's just a it's just a positive loving environment that I strive to be around and that's why I told you like that's why I'm like every time you say anything talk about body positivity or just, you know, situational positivity. I'm like, yes, like that's, yeah, that's what everybody needs to strive for. Everybody needs to find the positive in the life because guess what? There are bad things that happen to all of us. Some of them are worse than right. what, we, what I'm dealing with or what you're dealing with. And if you look for the negative in that, that's all you're going to see. That's all you're going to see. And it's a sad place to be. It's yeah. a sad place to be. And I want to be in a happy place. Right. So I ignore all the negativity that I can. I mean, and that's a fairy, fairy tale, but I, you know, I just, that's what I do. I don't think it's a fairy tale. I think it is you're choosing what you are going to put your energy on. And you could, you could look at, oh my gosh, I had a divorce. I had this thing that happened to me, this freak, you know, situation, not only once, but twice. I had three big surgeries that are life altering for you physically, mentally, emotionally. And you are so optimistic and, that's where I'm like, 
you know, tying it to Melanie even. If you haven't listened to that podcast with her, I would highly suggest mm-hmm. it because I think about her every day when I wake up and I'm like, it's another day. It's a great day to be alive. Yeah. And that's her perspective of like, don't wait for a diagnosis and you can relate to this to live. Yeah. And that's what she says. And when she said that here, I on the podcast just started crying and it's so true. Like what a powerful statement. Don't wait for a diagnosis to live your life. Don't wait for something to happen to be happy. Yeah. Embrace the the situations you're in, whether they're good, bad, right, ugly, whatever. You have to embrace that, I think. Every day is a good day to be alive. Yeah. And find the positive. Right. Because there is a positive to every situation. There really is. Like, I know it may not seem like it, but in some way, it will be revealed to you at some point where a negative situation yep. was actually a positive situation because I can attest to that yep. personally. Same. Me too. Like, you may it may not make sense at the time, but you're like, what did I learn from it? And that's what I always try to tell my members in the group. Like, Yes, we have. We all have hard obstacles to overcome, and like you said, some are greater than others. And but, what did you learn from this? What is one positive thing? And I think I did that on one of my daily challenges for the twelve week challenge. Like there was so much heaviness in one week of between members and family members, mm-hmm. just stuff happening, and I felt like that exuded out into the group a little bit. And I was like. Just find something positive in your day. If you focus on the positive, that's where your mindset's going to be. Yeah, it is. You just got to find the positive. And I, I do want to circle back to whenever I, um, after that last surgery, I was telling these guys and telling them at the event that I will 100% say that my recovery this last time was a thousand times better. Like, yes, I 100% believe that God orchestrated this whole situation bringing Jen into my life and helping me change my whole health and lifestyle that I didn't even know I needed to prepare for this. If that makes any sense to you. Like I wasn't prepared and, and it totally, uh, I, I, the funny thing I think about is my husband, um, right after my surgery, it was like the first day. And last time I couldn't set up, I could not set myself up to turn over because it hurt so bad. Yeah. And something happened and I sat straight up in bed. I mean, straight up no using my arms anything and he was like what are you doing and I was like I don't know just set up I something scared me I don't know what it was and he was like calm down a little bit <laughs> I was like I didn't even that didn't hurt yeah I'm like look and I'm like doing all these things and I'm all, of your all strength. my strength and my core work was 100% preparing me for that JGFG doesn't only make you physically stronger and it's it's interesting it's hard for me to explain it to members like you are growing mentally physically spiritually only if you allow it to help you grow. Like you can be narrow-minded and you can take what you want from it. And if you welcome JGFG with open arms, like you can get so much goodness out of it. Absolutely. On all aspects of your life. And you told me to remind you something about a volcano. I'm curious. Okay, so this last week at church, actually, I'm going to shout out my pastor, Mark and Jaron Schneider. He said that he was in Guatemala and he said there's, there's volcanoes all around him. And he said there's one that was active and there's one that was dormant. He said just in like Christianity, you have somebody who's active and who's dormant. And he asked that question, like, well, which one do you want to be? Do you want to be the active volcano or the dormant volcano? And I was thinking, oh my goodness, like you can look at that almost in every aspect of life. Yeah. In your physical, uh, spiritual, whatever it is, be the active volcano. Pouring you know, out. Pour out. And have a fire in you lit up to want yes. to just show up and, you know, 
live for Christ. You want to also show up and do the workouts, be a healthy for Christ, because all those things are important. Taking care right. of this vessel is just as important as anything else. Right. Like, and that's when I say, like, I started JGFG because I was like, I want to help women. How do I help them? And I was like, I would just pray and be like, just show me what you want. Use me for whatever you think I am worthy of you using me for. And sometimes I step back and it literally takes my breath away. I'm like, if I, I try to look at like, what is this purpose? And I think it's to use me to show women their worth and their strength, inner and outer strength. And just to love their bodies and appreciate their bodies. And people are like, are you constantly like this happy and motivated? And I'm like, yes, because my perspective is like, I've got hard days. Everyone does. We're mm-hmm. human. But it is like uh, my now that you say it, it's like my goal is to pour out into as many people as I can touch as many lives as we can. Not only me, like JGFG isn't just me. It's the members mm-hmm. what make it also what it is. But be the active volcano. And pour out into yourself, into God, into others. Your friends, your Yes, your kids, they are watching you pour into them. Yeah. And so a lot of times I will sit and think about like, what what are you using me for? If like, if we have a hard time, I'm like, what is this? Why are you doing this? Or what's this growth for? And it is always a learning experience. You can always find the positive in things. I think that's why you were brought into my life. I think so too. I really do. I feel like you, I think I even sent you a letter maybe one time that said um, that I think God's using you in a way that you may not even realize. And maybe you do. I think you do now. Sometimes I do. You probably don't even realize that you're being used. I think sometimes that's the beauty of of our, what we're given, the the things we're blessed with to share with others is God given. And you've been given this gift to just lift women up or men, yeah, that lift people up and just love them and show them that they're worth more than what they think they're worth. I mean, I think sometimes people look at themselves and think, "I like you said, we said before, you're not. I'm not worthy enough to have this happen for me because right. of whatever it is." And you are, we are. That's it's okay. Right. I love you, Darcy. I love you too. You're the best. We uh, have a picture of me and Darcy <laughs> on the stage at the event. And it was after she got done speaking and I just look into her eyes and she's just looking into her. Maybe that could be our cover for now, this podcast. Yeah, that was a pretty good picture. That's a good It one. was pretty good. Uh, our friend Stephanie got it. And I don't know how she got that moment. Did we stand there for a long time? I don't know, but I actually had somebody else that sent, shared it too. And they also had that picture of us. How long did we stand? Very longingly at each other. Johnny's like, it's Darcy, your secret girl crush. I'm like, she's my soul sister. I oh, feel like so Darcy's funny. my soul sister. I have no idea how long that lasted but it was funny i think we just blacked out on stage and we're like good job yeah it was great i loved it (laughs) oh we love you guys we hope you took some positivity from this podcast you i don't think there's anything negative that you could have taken from listening to her and her story she's amazing you're amazing you're strong you're powerful you're worthy we love you guys we love you bye I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind to Muscle. If you'd like to tune into future episodes, don't forget to follow me on your preferred listening platform. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure and leave a review. I really appreciate those. Don't forget you are strong, you are powerful, you are worthy, and you can do hard things. I love you guys. Bye.